0: hi guys welcome to this episode of sex and other stuff i am annabelle knight and i'm jess wilde in this week's episode, we are going to be talking about contraception. Woo! And the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I was on the coil. I was on a a tiny coil called Jadis uh, for about a year and a half, and I had a horrible time on it. And yesterday, I had it removed in one go, and I went on the injection simultaneously, um, which was a lot for a couple of my friends they were like, "Oh my goodness, why would you do that in one go? All why wouldn't one. you give your body a break?" Um, and the reason is because I had a really good conversation with my GP. about it, brilliant. And she recommended it. She was absolutely wonderful. Um, and I've been on the injection before. I was on the injection for three years at university. Now, I like to say that the injection made me fat. It didn't. Uh, yeah. The two-for-one pizzas and <laughs> lots of beer. Student <laughs> lifestyle. Made me fat. Uh, there are no calories in the injection. Uh, but what you might find is that it does increase your appetite slightly. But if mm. uh, you can kind of mind over matter that for the first month or so, your levels tend to steady up a bit. It's like relearn a new routine Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So, for anyone that's interested, I'm now on the injection. So, how was removal? Because
1: this is something I've not... I've got a coil now. Uh, it's my first so I've not done that yet.
0: So I was very worried about the removal because when I had it in, so I had a bit of a traumatic time, which I don't mind sharing with you, but if you are of a squeamish disposition, you might want to just turn this down for the next minute. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a really difficult time having the coil fitted because Uh. I have, um, which I now know, this should be on my brand new information, I have a very small uterus. Right. So the standard size Mirena coil wouldn't fit in there. Okay that didn't stop them trying. Oh. So I had about 20 minutes of kind of uh, fumbling around in there. I had it done at a gum clinic. In I guess they don't know until they try. No, they don't. Because they do not scan you beforehand. No. They to see
1: the size of your innards. But
0: they do measure you. And right. I was um, I was too small for it, but they felt that because of my age, I, maybe the reading was wrong. They didn't oh. remeasure or anything. They just thought, we'll give it a go. What's
1: so the point I had, in measuring?
0: Like, exactly. I had 20 minutes of and I want to say discomfort. It really wasn't. It was oh, no. excruciating. Yeah. I was having like period pains that were very sharp and yes. sudden. Yeah. Um, and I was on my own in there and I really wanted to cry and it was awful. And in the end, I just said, I don't want it. I'll go. I'll stay on the pill. I'll stay on the pill. Yeah. Um, I just don't. I don't care for this enough. Yeah. And to which she said, oh, no, we have got a smaller one we can put in. We just wanted to see if this would fit. Cheers. Great. Thanks. I Thank so you. I had the smaller one in, and what happens is they pop it inside, and it's kind of straight when it goes inside you. And then the arms kind yeah, it's of. like
1: silicone little arms. Yeah, pop up, the don't arms they? like
0: ping up when, yeah. when it's in place. And it's like a little T shape. And when those arms ping up, you get a, a small contraction. Mm-hmm. Because it was a very snug fit, I had quite a large contraction. Oh. And I genuinely don't know how anyone
1: goes through childbirth, oh my God. let
0: alone repeats the process. Yes. Anyway, I was in bits for about 24 hours. I had chronic period pain. It was I was sick. It was just horrendous. So I was really not looking forward to the removal because yeah. I'd had such a traumatic insertion. Yeah. The removal is nothing. Oh. You literally cough and you don't even feel it coming out. Like the speculum... Yeah. is more uncomfortable than the removal. That's nice to know. So I hated having it in, didn't mind having okay. it out. Yeah, because I mean, like I said, I, so I've got
1: the Morena Marina coil. Um, I found, it's my first, so I've got nothing to compare it to. I love it now. Now it's settled, like I get along with it really well. I think so far, it's my favorite type of contraception I've been on. The procedure, as you say, is somewhere between uncomfortable and quick sharp pain. I mean, mine was, I would say, a smooth procedure. I didn't have any complications. However, you know, I still didn't have a great time, you know, I wouldn't be running in and looking I don't for that think sensation anyone's going to come
0: out of that and be like, that was amazing. Yeah.
1: But by the time it's like, oh God, no, it's over. And I wasn't too bad afterwards. I did feel a bit tender maybe for a couple of days afterwards. But I think my symptoms went anywhere near as what I'd sort of read online, you know, the potentials yeah. of how bad it can be. And Obviously, everybody's bodies are different and respond differently to these things. But I've definitely found it to be great. But just having known how uncomfortable the most uncomfortable split second of that procedure was, I've been like, oh God. Well, if I want to have this out sometime and maybe another one put in, am I really going to be able to do the in and out all in one go? So it's really nice to know that the removal is Oh the removal
0: quite is smooth. nothing That's good. Um, it was just so easy. And okay. like I said, the speculum was the worst part of the whole thing. So did you not get along with it in general, like even during no. during the time? So uh, again, probably an overshare, but i the testosterone levels really affected my like body hair production. Oh, so right, yeah. I was just i was in the, I was at the gym and I went to the toilet and I looked in the mirror. I was like, what's this black stuff I've got on my arm? And I looked down and it was actually like really dark hair. Okay. Danny DeVito style hair. Right, like probably
1: like, am I Italian now? It looks (laughs) like uh,
0: like a balding middle-aged man's comb over on my (laughs) arm.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. I never know if my hair production is just changing because that's what
0: happens. Well, I had a few other side effects as well. Um, I mean, the hair is not pleasant, uh, but it's not painful. No, exactly. My period pain became so bad. My mood swings were bad as well. And I started feeling really... Um, Like down for like a week, people were commenting, like, Oh, what's wrong with you? And because I'm not usually kind of a down person. Yeah. And that obviously asking someone with PMT, What's wrong with you? is (laughs) not, don't 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 poke the bear. Yeah. Do you want Um, tears or punching? Yeah. (laughs) Because I can do both (laughs) at the same time. time. (laughs) So, yeah. And I was like crying at the most ridiculous, like walking through the supermarket, there was some packaging where I really liked the font oh no mate. no joke I was like oh that's so smooth and nice and, oh, <laughs> oh god and I, just crying at the most ridiculous things yeah. and you don't want to spend like being a woman is it is you say being a woman is hard mm. that is almost universally met with eye rolls from people of the opposite sex <laughs> yeah um It really is. We go through such a plethora of hormonal changes on an almost day-to-day basis that we have to constantly battle to try and keep a level head and a level heart at the same time. The fact
1: that any woman ever seems consistent, I think, is like a miracle.
0: Yeah, they're all psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. If you manage to get, get, keep your shit together, great. Um, yeah,
1: Jesus, because I'm i still working on it.
0: But when I was on the pill, I never really mm. felt like that. Oh, I really? was just irritated at having to take it all the time. Yeah. So I thought the coil was like a perfect solution mm. because so many of my friends had been on it um, and they've all given it rave reviews and yeah. loved it. I just, it just didn't sit well with me. And I, and I think it's really important that women know and recognize and appreciate that just because they've made a decision about their contraceptive method doesn't mean they have to stick to that decision. Yes. So my coil was meant to last until March 2020. Mm-hmm. And I did feel some pressure to keep it in because I did go to the doctors previously and say, I think it's the coil. I feel like this. I feel like that. And it was met with. Just give it a few more months, let it settle. Well, after a year, if and it's getting worse, I was starting to fall out with people and I'm the most non confrontation. I hate yeah. confrontation. I would much rather just kind of let things slide or leave things be and not get yes. worried
1: about it. And that's actually quite often what I find uh, a GP doesn't necessarily always take into account. Your body could probably handle a few more months on that. But can your outside relationships, can the rest of your life cope with a few more months of you being on that treatment? And it's it's the whole thing. I think quite often in my experience with certain doctors and GPs, it's been You go to them with a problem, they look at that problem as if it's, as if your arm isn't connected to the rest of your body or something like that. As if your whole life isn't this one big amalgamation of your body or mind, the people you spend time with. And it all has a knock-on effect. A shiny example of this, I'm sort of briefly taking it away from contraception for a while, was uh, talking about erectile dysfunction. And a lot of people are like, oh no, my my penis isn't working. Oh, what am I gonna do to to make my penis do what I wanted? What can I take to make this better? What can I take, what can I do, what can I use? of course cockerings pills however, you know, how's your heart?
0: How's your stress levels? Yes,
1: exactly. Like what is going on with your body? How's your penis your is not
0: diet.
1: Yeah, and your penis is not a separate entity to your no. body. It's often a sign of something else going on, but people don't look at it like that. And so yeah, you're saying about, oh, just stick on it for another few months.
0: Yeah, great. I might not have no friends left. My <laughs> yeah. marriage might be over.
1: But <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'll just stick on it for I won't a few be pregnant. months. Yeah, it's all right, I've, I'll have long
0: So yeah, I went on the injection, um, which I was on at university and I really liked it. Um And you loving it? Oh, well, I've been on it one day. Oh, good. Uh, You haven't exploded yet. I haven't exploded yet. I'll tell you what I did find, though, Mm -hmm. is that yesterday and today, I'm really bloated. Oh really? Um, I just got a really hard tummy, and not in the good way. It's oh. not like rock hard abs. It's like a rock hard dome. I tried the injection.
1: I think I had it for like six months, so I did two because yeah. every three months, isn't it? Yeah. So I did that for a while. I didn't get along with it, but it was a bajillion years ago. The, my thing about the injection is, if you if you do get along with it, brilliant because you have one injection every three months. There's no remembering to take a pill, but you get three monthly checkups. Yeah. Brilliant. All round, it's great. You do feel like you live in the doctor's surgery, though, I found. I was like, I feel like I'm here all the time. Well,
0: I actually like it because you, you get your pill for about that amount of time. Yeah. But you have to go and see a doctor so just bear with me on this because I might be kind of skating around the issue but if you go and get your pill every three months you just phone in the prescription go pick it up from reception or wherever Yeah, or they'll do repeats exactly if you get the injection you get four chances I had to do maths for that Mm -hmm. every single year to speak to a doctor about it doesn't have to be about your injection it can be absolutely anything oh you're there anyway if you've got A health issue that's kind of been bubbling in the background but you don't think it's big enough to go to the doctors with yet you can just mention it and it will go on your record and then if it does become a problem later and other than anything else it's a great place to just be in a non-judgment zone and if you're struggling you can say that. Yeah I
1: think my recommendation for anybody who's looking for perhaps their first non-barrier contraceptive though would be maybe don't start with the injection. The only reason I say that is because any and all the other options you can stop taking it you can have it removed and the moment that that happens you can have an implant taken out of your arm you can have the coil removed you can stop taking your pill and things will very quickly revert back to normal there's a bit more of commitment with with the the injection yes with the injection okay it is every three months which doesn't seem like that long it doesn't seem as long as five years on the Marina coil but you've got 3 months of like there's nothing you can do to take that out of your yeah, bloodstream absolutely. once it's in there you've just got to let it run its course <laughs> if you don't like it well you might have you've a just sucky 3 ride, months ride yeah.
0: that wave one of the other reasons why i wanted to talk about contraception on this podcast is that a friend of mine uh, who listens to the podcast texted me the other day and said, I think you should talk about vasectomies. I did a little bit of research into this and I found that the level of vasectomies is actually decreasing year on year. Oh, In really? 2016, it was down by like 12% to 64% of men um, had considered or were getting one or That's had had one. And it got me thinking about how couples or men can take responsibility for their own, like whether they have a baby or not. Because mm. on the whole, contraception is purely for the person producing the eggs, who's going to carry the baby. Mm-hmm. there's Unless you are cho- you choosing to use a barrier method like condoms. Yeah, and for then the disease and yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah, but if we're talking pregnancy. We're talking pregnancy, yeah. So for those of you that don't know, a vasectomy is like commonly called the SNP, and that is literally what it is. Loads of guys choose to do it because it is more than 99% effective if yep. they've already had kids and they don't want any more, or they're really sure they don't want any kids at all. Yes. That's the thing to do. Now, your first port of call will be visiting your GP. and. It is the same if you're going for sterilization as well so sterilization is just the female version of a vasectomy um they prevent the egg from reaching going, a bit <laughs> from going on its journey and yes. it's just naturally absorbed into the body um you still have periods you just can't get pregnant mm-hmm. so whether you're male or female or whatever if you're looking to to kind of undergo this treatment this surgery your first put of call is your gp you yes. can get it done on the nhs however you You may be denied if your doctor feels that it's not in your best interest to do that. Or you may be offered counselling as an Mm. alternative to make sure you're making the right
1: decision for you. It's interesting you say about the stat that vasectomies are actually on the Decline because I certainly feel like, and again, maybe it's an age thing and it's just, you know, the things I talk about with my friends are different than they were 10 years ago. But I certainly feel like I seem to be hearing about it a lot. Yeah, a lot In of my male friends guys, talk about it. Yep. And whether they've had kids already, you know, don't want any more, never want kids, whatever it is, a lot of people are doing it. And what concerns me from talking to enough guys, girls, people who are aware of this is that. Whilst a vasectomy is quite often reversible, it's not a foolproof science. So
0: That is a common misconception. It and is a if, massive misconception. Even if your vasectomy is less than 10 years old, you can have it re- reversed, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily going to work. Only 55% of vasectomies are successfully reversed. Yeah, And you 10 might 10 not be fertile old. afterwards. Absolutely. Still. And if it's over 10 years, then that percentage goes down to 25%. Yeah, it massively drops. And It's yeah. a huge gamble. Um, you do have to be extremely confident that you're making the right decision.
1: Absolutely. Um and I've got a close friend of mine who is going through a similar thing at the moment. Um, basically she's with her husband. They're an absolutely amazing couple. He previously in like a in a past life had a vasectomy and now they've decided they they would like to have kids together. And she's like, oh you know um it's okay, we can get it reversed. It all sounded very lighthearted to begin with. And like, oh, great, brilliant. Just reverse it. And then you'll be popping out babies in no time. And yeah, it has not been that easy and really stressful for them. So it really is a big decision if you are going to go down the sterilization route. Think of it as permanent.
0: Absolutely. And while you can get it for free on the NHS, having it reversed is not free and not available on Mm. the NHS. You have to pay for it. Yes, Um, it's not cheap. No, it is not. It's fiddly surgery. Yes, absolutely. Um, And while we're on that note, it is surgery. So you will have, at best, a local anaesthetic. Sometimes you have a general anaesthetic. Mm -hmm. You will get All the side effects from being put under, which is nausea. You'll feel achy and sore. You won't want sex. Absolutely. The good news is it doesn't actually affect your sex drive, your ability to perform. And you can still ejaculate. And you can still ejaculate. Which is all great stuff. This is all stuff I definitely didn't
1: know a year or two ago before my friend has been sort of teaching me all of these amazing things that I've learned about vasectomies and Well, While I
0: was doing some research, I didn't realize that after being sterilized, you would still have a period. Yeah. I'm kind of in the boat of what's the point? I don't that's the <laughs> if worst you're sure bit. Or
1: you don't want kids. Yeah well yeah also yeah that's it yeah. You get yeah. sterilized you get and then you it. still have to have a period. Just whip it all out. So weird. I'll always remember um an ex-boyfriend from a million years ago um, his mum had decided, you know, that's it. I've had enough I had enough kids. I don't want any more. I want to be sterilized in one way or another. And part of the thing was, A, I don't want kids. B, I have really heavy, horrible periods. Let's see if we can get rid of the two together. And as you've just said, you know, traditional sterilizing doesn't do that. However, she was, I mean, and we are talking years ago now, but she was going through this, like, trial um, treatment. And I don't know if it will ever take off, but it seemed to work amazingly for her. What they do is they basically microwave your insides. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it sounds really brutal. And she was quite tender afterwards. But also, I guess I wasn't aware I was young, but she still potted about and did stuff. You know, she wasn't bedridden afterwards. Yeah. They use like a low level radiation inside your womb. But also her periods went. Like the lining was ruined. Like literally it just ruined the lining of her of her.
0: See you're saying we we put radiation in the uterus and all I'm thinking is X Men are gonna happen. (laughs) I've been saying that for ages. (laughs) Fingers crossed.
1: (laughs) Weird vag mutants.
0: Who is, in your opinion, the best X man? Oh man, that's too hard. No, it isn't, it's Wolverine. I mean he's the sexiest. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he (laughs) is. Also, why can Hugh Jackman only do an American
1: accent, even though he's clearly Australian? (laughs) I don't think he even has is a good Australian. Is he Australian? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, although also, let's, let's put it straight, he's meant to be Canadian in X-Men. He's a sex lumberjack dude, doesn't he? He cuts down trees. and.
0: Uh, do you know, I didn't know what he was meant to be. I just happily accepted his accent <laughs> as is... Adamantium. Get amazing. it. Amazing. <laughs> I actually am terrible at identifying accents. I'm even really? worse at doing them. So Ocean's Eleven, <laughs> quite famously, Don Cheadle has a terrible accent. Yes. I didn't know that until years after I'd seen the film. <laughs> and I was like, wait, he's not British? And uh, I was like, mocked, I was bullied oh, no. for not knowing this.
1: It's the same as um, he who shall not be named who's in parts of the Caribbean. His British accent is all over the place. We're talking main character Annabelle's looking like like. She's I'm thinking Voldemort. Oh no, you know, you know, old Melestie McGee, punch, punching wives in the face, Johnny Depp, oh. you know that prick. <laughs> so that guy, oh, I'm, I feel really angry that I feel so angry about him. Just cause I used to fancy the pants off, and I'm like, oh, you turned out to be one of those, oh. you asshole. But his accent is just terrible. It's just so bad. Rewatch Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: I won't know. I'll just be like, this is a great accent. (laughs) This is fine. Oh, he sounds like
1: Scottish and Irish and Southern and Northern
0: (laughs) at different times. Oh, I watched a film the other day and um, oh, it was Jurassic Park. I went to see... So I walked down the aisle to Jurassic Park being played on the harp.
1: Oh, that's amazing. And
0: for our five-year anniversary, I bought us tickets Uh. to go and see it at De Montfort Hall in Leicester, which is a wonderful venue if anyone ever gets the chance to go and see that. It's nice and intimate Mm -hmm. and it's just a beautiful building. So they um, projected Jurassic Park on the wall, and there was an orchestra playing the soundtrack along with it. Full, like full orchestra conducted. It was absolutely magical. Mm. Amazing. And Richard Attenborough is the yeah. guy in it, yeah. uh, the scientist guy who owns Jurassic guy Park. Guy with the amber. Can't remember his name. John, I think. Um, yeah. And he goes from. Scottish to kind of Irish (laughs) to English back to Scottish. The fact is, he's actually British. At the beginning, he sounds very much like Mrs. Doubtfire.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he does. Also, it's really funny that you mentioned Jurassic Park because I found out quite a good thing about Jurassic Park today. You know the sound of the raptor, like the raptor noise? Yeah. Like, ah! Yeah, it's actually the sound of a turtle having sex. Oh, good. They recorded that and then, like, cranked it up and used that it is, Jurassic Park. That is
0: brand new information. That is brand new information. Raptors <laughs> have turtle sex for voices. <laughs> yeah. Here's another thought. Ooh. So, someone invented how dinosaurs sound. We don't
1: know. <laughs> well, haven't they found, oh, this might just be a clip from Jurassic Park, like two or three, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they found, like, the, as close to the remains of a larynx of a raptor that's but also, one. but also, I'm having these flashbacks to like Jurassic Park two or three of him picking it up and blowing through it and it being like, ah! and I think that's probably a load of bullshit. You're
0: using films as fact again, aren't you, Jess?
1: Yeah, it's like all these people who use Fifty Shades of Grey as fact, and they like, I mean, I know, I know it's not my favourite book in the world, but people are like, oh no, it teaches you bad, bad ways of treating women. Well, guess what? So does Touch of Frost and CSI, but you still <laughs> bloody watch that, don't you? Like it's fiction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> touch of oh. frost I never thought we'd say touch of frost touch of frost in, uh, in our podcast but do you touch of cloth <laughs> yes yeah. that had Susan uh, she was in Coronation Street and she was also in Dr. Foster yes what's her name Oh, I can't remember. Oh, my God. Mind mush. Touch I've of been cloth. up since five. But yeah, touch oh of God. cloth is very funny. <laughs> it's so silly, but very funny. So good, so good.
1: So contraception, eh? So contraception. So we've discussed a little bit the extremes of sterilization. Less extreme would be something like the coil. It's long term. You can sort of get it, forget about it, and then have it removed. Or like you've done, remove early if you're not getting along
0: with it. If you have got a coil, it is really important to check your
1: strings or your threads. As yeah, I'm really bad at doing that. I should do it more regularly. So
0: I started off really well. I had a, a little kind of routine. It was post-period, check your threads. Mm. Worked really well for the first couple. And then I just completely forgot. Yeah. And didn't, because I wasn't having any kind of issues with... How comfortable it felt in yeah, that area. I am guilty of like, that. Like if a tampon starts to kind of fall out, you can, yes. you know you can feel it. I yeah. didn't have any of that. Yeah. So I just forgot to check them. And you just assume it's. I just assumed pancadry. it was there. I mean, I was fine. Yeah. Uh, she said all oh, your threads are still nice and intact and perfect, and that was fine. But that can of course move and Mm -hmm. you need to check them because if the position is compromised in any way, so is your contraception. So make sure you check your threads.
1: I'll tell you what, um, talking about contraception as well, something that I do hear more and more often, again, sort of through the forum and various women who've tried the implant, the arm implants. So that was something that I went on A few years ago. So the implant in the arm lasts for three years. It's another slow release of hormones. It is full body. So it's still a reasonably high dose because it needs to get into your system to to take effect. Unlike the coil, which is localized. So yeah, it's a a great compromise if you're someone who's like, I don't really want loads of hormones, but I do want some. Like a rena coil is great for that. It's equivalent of taking one pill a week. Yes, it's, it's a
0: really low dose, and that's what I that's what attracted me to it great. because, yeah. um, you know, high hormone based contraceptives can have a lot of other side effects. Yeah,
1: and I personally, I'm not a big fan of the copper coil idea. Now, I don't, I've never had it. I can't I'm, have one. And I, yeah, and I'm sure. Well, the size thing as they well. Don't yeah, they don't make one small enough for my tiny vagina. The thing is, it works by literally being an irritant. Like you know, if you wear a copper bracelet, your skin will go green. Like yes. you're reacting to it. It's not actually like an allergen necessarily, unless you're allergic to it. But it literally just aggravates the area to the point where you're not fertile like i don't like the idea of that personally and my skin reacts horribly to metals anyway so i don't want it in my uterus but going back to the arm implant so it lasts for three years i had for my first one loved it like i literally was like where has this been all my life this is amazing because i'm somebody who cannot remember to take a pill i didn't get along with the injection it seemed to be no middleman so I, i did this and i loved it for the first three years it was honestly the contraceptive I've ever used because I like anything I can rely on and forget about. My periods got lighter. Um, It was great. Like the whole experience for three years was brilliant. So when it came up to three years, I was like, yeah, take that out. Put another one straight back in. I, you know, just in the same hole out in like, (laughs) go for it. Oh my God. It was terrible. It was awful. The second one, and it's the same. Like they haven't changed anything, you know? Um, but it was terrible. I basically. But had, your body will
0: have changed in those three exactly. years. Exactly.
1: And so I was having periods that were lasting a month at a time. Wow. Um, yeah, I was like becoming anemic. I was really unwell. I was moody. I was upset. I was depressed. I always sort of saw on the on the like glass half empty kind of thing. I was a pessimist, yeah. which I'm not naturally. Um, and the whole thing was crazy. And I was like, well, it can't be that. It can't be that. You know, I've I've been on this already. Eventually went back after a couple because I got the same thing you did. I'll give it a bit longer. It'll settle in. You'll settle in. And then it's so like, if I lose any more blood, I'm just gonna be like pale. So you know in the end i was like nope get it out i'm done with this i've, I've had enough about two years and I, I had it taken out and actually the more people i speak to who've had the implant have said either their second or their third did exactly the same thing first one was great and i, I don't know the science
0: i wonder I explain it. why if that's the general occurrence if that mm. happens that's the rule of thumb why they don't tell you to take a break from it
1: exactly and would a break do it so for example if i if i would had maybe years break and then gone back would it have made any difference would my i do not know because well, i don't know the know. reason yeah it's so odd but i have to say i i do like my marina coil i like it and my periods have stopped i'm one of those lucky i have to say i hate to rub it in all your faces but <laughs> i love it and it's so nice that literally my my period is non-existent now i'll like Ugh. yeah i'll it'll be one of those situations i'll go for a pee and i'll be like oh look my period that was that then. Bye, bye, <laughs> <laughs> <A> flush. <laughs> That's that. You know, it's oh, gone. Your
0: tampon bill will be so small. <laughs> oh, I love. I
1: love that. I'm not paying for all that crap as well now. Like I feel like you know,
0: screw the man. <laughs> screw the man. Screw the man.
1: Paying for my luxury tampons.
0: Oh, I mean, that <laughs> is a whole
1: other podcast. It's a whole isn't it? podcast in that, isn't it?
0: Yeah, tampons are a luxury item. Yeah, I, I, I always. Buy my Ferrari, yeah. <laughs> go on my luxury holiday, yeah. and then buy all my tampons, buy all tampons in the same day. I like it. Sometimes I say, hey, Matt, should we go out for a meal? Should we go on holiday? No, I know what I'm going to do. Buy some tampons. <laughs> Just you wait.
1: And like, <laughs> you know, oh, God, the, the whole, uh, yeah, we could go off on one majorly here. But the idea of a, a luxury is it's something you don't need, but that you want. Yeah. I think everyone in the office would have something to say if I rocked up, when I was having periods, and was like, nah, I can't afford that luxury this month, so I'm just gonna bleed all over my desk chair. That's gonna, fine. Just gonna free, free or bed. if we
0: started taxing water. Yeah. Out yeah. the tap.
1: Yeah. Oh. I bet we that's do. Let's not <laughs> even joke. Yeah, that's, that's like imminent. I mean, look at, Trump. Let's not, so.
0: <laughs> brand new information.
1: <laughs> okay, um,
0: my brand new information, I'm gonna recycle it from earlier in Ooh. the show, is okay. that when you opt to have a sterilization as a woman, you still get periods. Yes, that is new information. That is absolutely it's new It's new and unwelcome information. Yeah, like, can we not? Can
1: we not? Can we just not? What's yours? Oh, this is a fun fact Go that, that's rather close to the heart. So for anybody out there who doesn't realize I'm part Canadian, I'm, I'm British Canadian. So this fact particularly rang true for me. Oral sex used to be illegal in Canada up until... 1969. How oh my fucking goodness. funny is that? And I love that. But also how late, how late in the day did they finally I make mean, it did legal? they just think
0: no, we're not going to arrest anyone for this. Why bother changing the law? Yeah, maybe. I hope it was that. I hope it was that. I
1: mean, uh, could you imagine a Mountie, like...
0: <laughs> well, isn't there a weird law where it's illegal for a taxi driver not to carry hay? Because back in the day, taxi yes. drivers, uh, taxis were horse and carts and they needed food for their horses. Yes. So it's like you and no one's petrol. ever got rid of that. Yeah.
1: Same as a pregnant woman can pee in a police officer's hat if you're pregnant. And that you can is pee.
0: almost worth getting pregnant a cushion. for. <laughs> I was
1: going to say, going out of the cushion under the <laughs> top okay, yeah. getting pregnant I, I went a bit extreme, sorry. <laughs> That's worth getting pregnant for.
0: <laughs> that and the
1: Person things of the tube.
0: <laughs> oh the seats on the tube no one ever gives up their seat on the tube like I Uh, when I lived in London I always I used to like actively scan and be like I better give up my seat for someone and and I visited there the other day and there was a woman who granted I didn't give up my seat because I was looking at my phone Mm -hmm. but once I did notice her I was like oh have my seat that's fine and she was like it's fine I'm getting off at the next stop right and I did feel awful but no one else
1: had offered. See, it's funny. I think it comes and goes. So you have experiences like that and you look around and you think, what's wrong with you, you bunch of losers? Yeah. then other times, I have been actually in London, on the tube, and I've been bowled over with, wow, five people got up for that old guy to sit down. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, no, take my seat. No, take my seat. No, take my seat. And it's like, I do like that because I'm like, oh, do you know? And... And actually, quite often, it's the younger demographic of people. I would say the below 30s, I would say that actually are the ones who still offer, not because you're a woman, but if you're pregnant, if you're clearly yeah. less Indeed. able-bodied than, than an able-bodied person, you know, absolutely.
0: If the seat wouldn't be a luxury to them. Yeah. I mean, what is a luxury? Tampons. <laughs> Tampons. Tampons. <laughs> Oh, well, on that note, I think we better say goodbye. It has been a wonderful podcast. I've very much enjoyed it, Jess. Thank you very much. uh, Oh, thank you. If you've enjoyed it too, uh, we'd love to hear it because it does mean a lot to us uh, to get your feedback, even if, and I say this with a heavy heart even if it's not the best feedback in the world and you've got a criticism just please tell us because we can only get better through learning what you guys like and what you don't like so if there's anything that's not particularly working for you please let us know you can get in touch on our social media channels we are sex and other stuff on twitter and instagram and if you fancy following us individually jess wild annabelle knight just search for us and we'll pop right up
1: now this is the penultimate episode of season one yes that means sorry to say it but next week is our last one of this season so next week is a bit of a festive treat so come back listen to that and then we're breaking for christmas and new year so you'll be a little bit of radio silence we'll still be active on our social media um, but there won't be any new podcast don't worry we will be back in the new year stay tuned on our social media to find out what date we'll
0: be back and if you have anything that you want us to record next year or any hot topics you simply need us to talk about please let us know we're always up for suggestions mm. this 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 contraceptive podcast was born from a suggestion, and I've really enjoyed it. So, if you've got any ideas, please throw them our way. We more than welcome them. And it's that time, so I'm saying goodbye. I've been Annabelle Knight. I've been Jess Wild. And you've been listening to sex and other stuff.